0: Yeah! Driving with Joe! What do you know? What do you say? Driving with me in my car with the Anchor Podcast going on, and we're going to break down, give you a general breakdown, just some fantasy football stuff, doing some mock drafts. Fantasy football season is upon us. Football is back on TV last night with the Hall of Fame game, and away we go. So number one in fantasy football, if you are listening to this and you do a draft, you are dumb if your draft take pl- takes place before the third preseason game. You are a moron, so is your commissioner, and you can tell him I said so. Because if you are drafting any time before August 26, you're an idiot. Idiot. Because what's going to happen is this. Those starters we know are going to play in that third preseason game, and someone is likely to get hurt. And if you draft that person a week beforehand, shame on you and shame on your commissioner and shame on your league, especially when you've got money on the table. I mean, what an absolute disaster. we have to say this? I can't believe people are still drafting teams before that third preseason game. If you want to really wait until, let's say, the first week of September and you want to do that, By all means, even safer. I get it, especially with holdouts and things like that that we're going to talk about now coming up. Let's go position by position. Just some general stuff right now. Number one, okay, we know the running backs are going off the board. First, our league is a full-point PPR league. I know that's kind of like a dinosaur right now. A lot of leagues have went to half-point PPR. Full-point PPR for our league. We like scoring points. We like seeing the scores up there. I mean, I don't want to play in leagues where the final score is like 66 to 60. That's boring. That's dumb. That's stupid. I want the scoreboard lit up. A 200 A point, 180 points. Have some fun. Fractional points. That's what I like. So full point PPR and those running backs are coming off the board first. And you have to. You have to take into consideration everything going on in Dallas with Zeke, the holdout, is it a true holdout, is it not a true holdout, is he back, is he not back, you got guys like Melvin Gordon, $10 million is not enough for him, he wants more than $10 million. I mean, it's crazy right now, August 2nd, and right now it's crazy, but I got the benefit of having something happen to me that has not happened in a long, long time, and that is me getting the first overall pick in the family draft. Did Drive with Joe, the number one overall pick, full point PPR. The draft is August 26th because we do it right. Like I said, if it's any time before then, you're an idiot, you're dumb, you're stupid, you should never play fancy again. Alright? You should have your Yahoo, ESPN, whatever, login and password stripped from you if you are drafting before that date. But we're drafting right on that date, August 26th, right after the last the third preseason game. Let's rock and roll, and away we go. So sitting at number one, full-point PPR, for me, there's four guys to even consider, and that is Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and C-Mac himself, Christian McCaffrey, who lit the world on fire last year. Let's talk real quick about those four guys. And even if it's not a full-point PPR, you're probably looking at the same top four guys you want to sprinkle in David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Todd Gurley, you can do that. okay? You can do that, sprinkle them in, move some people around. But we know those should really be the top six or seven off the board from Jump Street. We know that. And Melvin Gordon would be eight if he wasn't holding out and being a tool bag. So now we look at these guys and we say, okay, here we go. Let's work our way back. Gurley, we don't know with the injury. Supposedly, it's still lagging. I'm not seeing him with the videos like last year with Saquon doing box jumps stacked 10 high. I'm not seeing that in the preseason. I'm not seeing that over ESPN. Worries me a little bit. So, Gurley's a step back for me. Obviously, Melvin Gordon, we talked about the whole doubt. We'll talk about the Chargers situation in a minute. Okay? But he's obviously, I mean, I wouldn't even draft him in the first round. To be honest, I'm not even drafting him in the first round. It's just not worth it to me. It's absolutely not worth it to me to draft Melvin Gordon. So as we work our way back, Gurley, Gordon, now you're talking to David Johnson Le'Veon Bells of the world. David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell could win you your fantasy league. That's right. Le'Veon Bell, the same guy that screwed everyone last year, is one of the most motivated running backs. And as a New Yorker and as a Jets fan and keeping up with all the Jets talk, I'm telling you right now, this guy is ready to go. If he stays healthy, I'm expecting anywhere from 11 to 1,200 yards on the ground, and six to 700 yards in the air with about 70 balls caught. It's going to be an absolute slaughtering by Le'Veon Bell in the fantasy world if he stays healthy, which I know is a big if. He hasn't really been hit in over a year. I get it. I'm telling you right now, I'm drafting him six or seven if he's still hanging out there. David Johnson, he's got a new head coach, new system. He's a stud. Larry Fitzgerald's still doing his thing, but give me a break. The guy's 100 years old. Okay, he's still good for his numbers. I love Larry Fitz, but David Johnson, that whole offense is going through him. Kyler Murray, check downs all day long. What do you know what he's saying? All right, so those two guys, you're sitting at six and seven. You're fine with that, okay? Even in the five world, you're fine with that, okay? Christian McCaffrey is very interesting because the Panthers have come out and said they want to lighten the load of Christian McCaffrey. The only problem with that is Christian McCaffrey didn't get the memo. The guy looks like a goddamn Marvel superhero. Okay, he's put on so much muscle, so much weight. Have you seen the picture floating around social media? The guy is jacked out of his mind. Okay, he is ready for 200 carries. He is ready for another 70, 80 balls caught. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. I think he takes a little step back, but he is a stud. Don't get me wrong. He is an absolute stud. So I am not drafting him first, although some people might, because they're looking at that Panthers offense saying, hey, it's him and Cam Newton, and I know everything's going through him. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, no more Ingram, okay? He's gone. Ingram's over in, in Baltimore. But I don't think the Kamara thing's going to change much. If you watch those same games, and I was you know, able to watch a few last year. When he got to the red zone, it was Kamara territory all day. Now you got Michael Thomas. You had Jared Cook from Oakland. Big target at tight end to the end zone touches. I know Phil from Shirley loves that, okay? And I do agree, Phil from Shirley... Told me yesterday, Cook's gonna catch nine to ten touchdowns. I a hundred percent agree with that. So, God give the credit to Phil from Shirley. From there, a hundred percent agree. But the Kamara, same thing. I'm thinking thousand yards on the ground, a good seven, eight hundred in the air, sixty to seventy balls. Absolute beast. Don't get me wrong, he's a beast. Now it comes down to really the top two, and if I'm forgetting someone, I apologize. But you get the you get you get the gist. Okay, I got the first overall pick, so go scratch. All right, you want me to break down everybody else? It's the best breakdown you're going to get, okay, unless we get into real specific stuff. I said this was going to be more general. We might get into more specific one as time goes on. What do you want from me? I got three and a half weeks before the draft. I'm going to have some fun, do some podcasts. But sitting at number one, it's two guys for me. It's Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. And Zeke, to me, you can make the sales pitch. He has the better offense. He has... He's more experienced. He has the better offensive line. We know the offense is going through Zeke. I know Amari Cooper and everything he did. I think Amari Cooper takes a step back. Okay? I get it. I really do. Zeke can 100% be the number one overall pick. You're going to set him in there. He's going to score you 20 or 30 points a week. No problem. But the sexy pick, as much as it kills me because I hate the New York Giants, the New York Giants, the sexy pick, is Saquon Barkley. And you're seeing Saquon Barkley with these mock drafts going number one over 50% of the time. That is a crazy percentage. The next one is Zeke at about 20-something. Then Kamara at 10, C-Mac at 10, and then a bunch of other guys who get a little nuts, you know these people with the mock drafts. You, know, you can't go too much by it. It's not Bible, the mock drafts, because all of a sudden you get some 12-year-old kid who's a Houston Texans fan, and he's taking DeAndre Hopkins number one overall. So, you can't go crazy by it, but for the most part, it shakes out correct. So, Saquon Barkley, I believe, is going to be my number one overall pick. Now, with that said, and as much as it kills me, I'm not rooting for the Giants. We know how this goes. You don't root for the team. I hope the Giants go 0-16. And honestly, if they go 0-16, Saquon's going to probably catch eight, nine balls, okay, every game as they try to just catch up. Uh, The only concern I have with Barkley is this. And this ties into where another sales pitch for Zeke. Zeke has the better defense. And I feel like a lot of fantasy people do not take that into consideration with these offensive players. And here's why you have to take that into some consideration. It's very simple. The better defense gets the offense back on the field. So the Giants' defense sucks. It's Swiss cheese. It's awful. The Giants' defense is a complete embarrassment. So Saquon Barkley's going to be on the sideline a hell of a lot more than Ezekiel Elliott's going to be on the sideline. Now, with that said, also, the Giants, okay, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, I get it. There's some more balls to go around there. But are you going to really tell me that they're going to get – Golden Tate's going to get more targets than OBJ did? No. Sterling Shepard, they're going to take those OBJ targets. Tate's going to get about 80 to 90. Okay, and if Beckham got 120, those other 30 are going to split between Ingram and Shepard, and Barkley's going to get the same amount of touches and everything else he's gotten in the past. Saquon Barkley, and me, is the closest thing that the NFL has had to Barry Sanders since Barry Sanders. So it's, he's the sexy pick, he's the exciting pick. The only thing why I cannot 100% stamp it, put it in cement, that I'm 100% grabbing Saquon Barkley is because I fucking hate the Giants. So, Zeke, please sign something. Sign a five-year deal. Show me that you're in the best shape of your life. Make everybody happy. Make the offensive line happy. Buy them some more Rolex watches and all this other shit that you did when you were a rookie. Do all this stuff, and let me take Zeke and be okay. And I can just root for the Cowboys. Like, I'm going to root for them anyway. But the Cowboys have to play the Giants twice. I mean, I I don't want to do this. I don't want Saquon Barkley to be the guy that has to score 30 points for me against the Cowboys for me to win your playoff game. I don't want to see it or to get in the playoffs. It's, don't make me do this. Don't make me do it. But the smart move right now would be if I had to draft today, you're drafting Saquon Barkley. The other running backs in the mix, you know, we, we know their names. It's nothing too crazy. I'll get into more specifics. I will do a more specific one about, like, the Nick Chubbs of the world. What are you going to do in, in, in Los Angeles with Melvin Gordon? What you're going to do is stop drafting Austin Eckler in the third round. You guys with these mock drafts, drafting Austin Eckler in the third round because you think all of a sudden now he's going to get the Gordon touches. You're out of your mind. I'm telling you right now, if Melvin Gordon, if Melvin Gordon holds out and pulls a Le'Veon Bell, which I don't think he will, but I am more, I have more faith that Zeke won't pull a Le'Veon Bell, I think Gordon may pull a Le'Veon. I don't think he will, but it's more of a chance that he does. Stop with this Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is not getting those carries. Austin Eckler is a very good fantasy guy. He can give you 15 points. He's not giving you 30. And they're going to split the carries. He's a little dude. He's going to get banged up. Philip Rivers is going to air the ball out. He's got a healthy Hunter Henry again. Okay? I think Mike Williams takes a step up as a wide receiver. We know Keenan Allen's there. All right? That ball is being spread around. Austin Eckler is not getting all of the Melvin Gordon touches. He's just not. He's just not. And you want to shake out the rest of the first round. You know that 12th pick and JP. That's right. Cousin JP's got the 12th pick. I got the first. So, you know, on both ends, it's going to get exciting because he's got the 12 and 13. And I do not think he's going running back, running back with 12 and 13. He's going to grab one running back, one wide receiver on the way back. And this is where it just gets into strategy. Guys, if you're at the end, if you are one or two or 11 and 12, let's say in a regular 12 team league, and again, I don't care if it's PPR or whatever, you have to be the trend setter, not the trend follower. You have to be the trend setter. You have to do your homework. Okay? Everyone's like, all right, well, you have the first pick, so you know who you're getting. Yes. But after that, it is a complete crapshoot. That is the only benefit to having the first pick. And let's face it, when you're grabbing a running back, Just like anybody else, you don't know. An injury comes, done, you're done, your season's over. When you're in the middle of the draft, when you're in that five, six, seven range, you let things fall to you. You take the best available, and you move on. When you are 1 or 2, 11 or 12, you have to set the trends. You have to. You have to be one of the first guys to get a top defense, to get a top kicker, to get a top tight end, to get one of the top wide receivers. So when it falls back to me, it's going to be very interesting Very, very interesting. While I was sitting there, for the 24th and 25th pick, very interesting to see who's available. Is Kelsey still there? Is Ertz still there? Is Mahomes still there? Because we have a ton of extra points in our league. Mahomes scored a 100 points more than any other quarterback. Now, quarterback is so deep. I'm usually against taking a quarterback early. If I can get Mahomes in the fifth round, if I can get Mahomes in that fourth, fifth turnaround, I may grab him. If I can get the tight end in the fourth, fifth turnaround, I may grab him. I may set that trend, let everyone else you know, go nuts. Because if I'm grabbing Saquon or as the number one pick, that means I am believing with my research, I am believing that that person is going to be the number one guy, the number one running back. So if I believe I can get the number one running back, the number one tight end, the number one quarterback, and maybe one of the number one wide receivers, I mean, see you later. I'm winning the league. As long as everyone stays healthy, I'm winning the league. So this is where it gets interesting. I think when you're at the number one pick, you know a running back's going number one, unless you're in some weird league with all additional points everything else, for quarterbacks and whatnot, or wide receivers or whatever. You know a running back's going number one. It is very tough. It's very, very tough to go running back, running back again in rounds two and three, just like it is for that 12th pick. It's very tough because your wide receivers are gone, gone. DeAndre Hopkins should be gone in the first round. Michael Thomas gone, Keenan Allen gone. Those guys are gone. Tyreek Hill gone. So, I mean, you're not getting those guys at 24-25. So then who are you getting? It's very interesting. Getting the Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You're getting those guys? I mean, all right. It's okay. Any of those guys can take the world by. You're getting Juju? You're not Antonio Brown. I doubt it. Strongly doubt it. So this is where it comes in the strategy. Now, I'm telling you right now, wide receivers for me, it's Hill, Hopkins, and then don't sleep on Antonio Brown. That's, that's, that's my take on it. Hill, Hopkins, and Brown. That's my ranking on that. So I gave you the running back, top few running backs. It's Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, and C-Mac, you know, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. These running backs are now one all the same after you get past Zeke and Saquon. And any of them, honestly, could be the number one running back at the end of the year. Any of them could be. Because the teams have changed enough for that. They've changed enough where it's like, okay, you know what? C-Mac has shown now he's gotten bigger. He can carry the load. Kamara might be getting more touches in the run game because they showed that he can handle that when Ingram was suspended for those first few games last year. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can see kind of, you know, it's the chips are falling where they're supposed to fall. Le'Veon Bell, a year rested chip on his shoulder with the Jets offense. You know, that now looks better who just signed Ryan Khalil as a center. You know, it's things are falling in there, man. David Johnson, new head coaching staff. So on and on again, these running backs, you got to be excited for you got to be excited for it. And and then Gurley, obviously with the injury, but Gurley's Gurley. He needs to be gone in the first seven, eight picks also. So away you go with that. DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, Hill and Antonio Brown, however you want to slice them, go right ahead. I mean, the Elshon Jeffries of the world, guys like those, that's your second, third tier. You can't get too excited about that. Tight ends for me, it's Kelsey Ertz and everybody else. I'm not a big Kittle guy. I think Kittle had an excellent, crazy year. I'm looking for a big downturn from him. Jimmy G back healthy. That running game. McKinnon now back. All these guys back. They got Tevin Coleman. Okay, the kid Pettis, the wide receiver, is now going to be their number one wide receiver. I think there's a lot going there. I think Kittle will catch another 60 to 70 balls, but I don't think he's going to have that production. I think you can also get guys later in the draft, guys like Vance McDonald, who... Those, someone's got to catch the ball in Pittsburgh, okay? Vance McDonald has a much better catch rate. Delaney Walker is a huge, huge sleeper pick, get no love from the tight end category. And wide receivers, honestly, when you go down into it, you see the targets and where they're going to go. The Julian Edelmans of the world can get got late, fourth, fifth round. So your strategy going into this is going to depend on where you are seated in the draft. If you're at the end, like I said, you have to be a trendsetter. Don't be afraid to pick that Barkley or Zeke or whoever you like, number one, whoever you really want to root for and have fun with. It's supposed to be fun. I know money's on the line. you got to go with who you love. You grab them one. After that, as it kicks all the way back in the snake draft, you see who's available. If everyone went crazy with the running backs and you can get a top wide receiver and all the running backs are gone, grab them. It's a full point PPR grab them. That's what you have to do. You may have to go running back as the first overall pick and then wide receiver, wide receiver. You may have to do that and then try to get guys like James White and Tariq Cohen as your second running back who can catch some balls for PPR. Just what you have to do. Okay, We'll go more specifics, Okay, because I reached my destination of where I'm driving to. So driving with Joe's got to get off the podcast because I only do it when I'm driving. That's why it's driving with Joe. But if you guys are doing your research, last thing I'm going to say about fantasy, number one, again, you're drafting before the 26th. You're a complete moron. Okay? Besides that, you have to get the draft order done. If you're doing a draft order automatic, you know, half an hour before, whether it's Yahoo or ESPN, I'm sorry, you're more of a dinosaur than the full-point PPR. You don't need to do that. You need to do something exciting. You need to either do it in person where you're going to get there a few hours before and you're ready, or you do it a few weeks in advance like what we do when we pick the names out of a hat. We let the kids do it every year when we go away. It's a family tradition. We'll always do that as long as we're always on vacation in the summer. But you guys got to do something like that. You can't just let ESPN or Yahoo or any other you know, site that you use for fantasy spit you a draft order 30 to 60 minutes before you're ready to draft. It's not enough time. It's not enough time, and it's not that it's not enough time for your first three, four rounds. It's not enough time after that, okay? It's not enough. It, you need to really go through the mocks. You need to take the time. You know, people used to make fun of people when they did mock drafts. I'm telling you right now, those people who are doing those mock drafts, yes, I told you, it's computer generated. You don't know what's going on. You can't always go by the ratings with these apps and everything else. I have an app, an app NFL Draft wizard okay that's the one i use it's a great app nfl draft fantasy wizard that's one i with a hundred percent recommend to anyone to download that's the app you need that's the app that's going to help and even that it's not a perfect science because you never know what 12 year old is picking you know drew breeze number one overall and then screwing everything up but if you know your league if you know the people you're drafting against you have some idea of how they're going to draft if you're new into a league you just started a league and there's a bunch of new people you never played with before, or you're a newbie into a league, you've just been invited into a league, you don't know how this is going to go. You are going to have somebody in the first two rounds to screw up the pick, a la my boy, okay, Jimmy G, my brother in law. All right, that's right. My brother in law fucks the draft up every year. It's well known. I break his balls out all the time. This is nothing new. He hasn't, it's not the first time he's hearing this, okay? He's going to mess the draft up. I just know it. It's not me even shitting on him. He's going to screw it up. He's going to screw it up. All right, my boy Vinny Ooch, very good drafter. He's no longer in the league, okay, but very good drafter. But he, get, it's like he gets nervous under the gun. You've heard me say this, Vinny. I've told it to your face. It's like all that clock starts ticking. You know, you can't be like that. And when you know your draft, where you're drafting ahead of time, it does relieve some of that. You get your strategy, whatever works for you. Maybe you want to go touchdown heavy. Maybe you want to grab that quarterback early. I don't know. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm not grabbing a quarterback until everyone else grabs one. I'll get whoever's left. I'll grab Phillip Rivers as my 12th quarterback, and I'll win the league. Absolutely you can do that. And it's more that happens more than not. I get it. But you have to look at your point system. You have to look what's going on, especially if you're new to a league. If you are not the commissioner, you have to run mocks draft fantasy wizard will allow you to import your league from yahoo espn wherever and it will allow you to mock draft with those settings again highly recommend that app i do not own that app but i've been using it for years highly recommend that app so you import your league with your settings other than that guys all right you got to have fun with it you got to get your draft order done early. You have to know who you're drafting. You have to know who you're drafting against as far as the real people in the world, okay, and who's sitting there, and then you're just going to have fun with it. But as this gets closer to our draft, we will get more specific position by position. But you, you this isn't brain surgery, okay? Full point PPR, even if you're in half point PPR, those running backs got to go early, period, end of story. I'll get into the quarterbacks, who I think is going to be good, who I think is going to be sleepers. We'll get into that at a later date. No problem, Okay. But driving with Joe's got to go. I'll see you later.